listening to Over the Oxer podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. Today's chat is all about how you recharge your batteries. I mean, you do recharge your batteries, don't you? But how you do it might depend on your personality type And if you don't get the right kind of relaxation and rest, then you basically don't get any rest at all. So I'm going to consider two types of people. And like so many other things that we've talked about, this is a spectrum. So I'm going to talk about the people who are at the two far ends of a spectrum we're going to talk about the people who are at the extreme ends of the spectrum and people who are in the middle as well because most of us do fall into the middle somewhere. So this is a talk about introverts and extroverts but the meaning of the word introvert and extrovert is not the social meaning that we think of. So when we think of an introvert, we think of somebody who's very much inside their own head. They don't say boo to a goose. And when you think of an extrovert, you think of somebody who's really outgoing, loves a party. But for this meaning, for the psychological meaning, an introvert recharges their batteries by being on their own, or maybe with one significant other person. So if they're tired, they will feel much better having spent an afternoon, an evening, a weekend on their own, doing what they like to do, having nobody else to consider or think about than they would if they were out with friends. Whereas an extrovert needs to be with people to relax. So they don't get the rest that they need unless they're with a certain number of people. And usually this is a handful of people, but it can be a lot more people. It could be a party-style atmosphere, going to a loud, noisy restaurant or a pub. And that's how they recharge their batteries. That's how they get out of themselves And they need that just as much as the introvert needs time on their own. So what we need to think about is where we are personally on this spectrum so that we make sure that we get the right type of rest and we are able to recharge. So for instance, an introvert who is always surrounded by people surrounded by people at work, surrounded by people at the yard, and then surrounded by lots of people. Maybe they've got a really busy home life with people coming in and out and they never get that chance to have the hour, the afternoon, the day spent in their own company. And so life becomes exhausting for that introvert person. And it's something that they need And it's something that they need to talk to others about and explain. This is the way my brain filters and I really, really need an hour on my own or two hours or two weeks or whatever it is. 
so that other people around you understand that you're not being ignorant, you're not being antisocial, or maybe a little bit, but you are in need of rest. And the extrovert person, if they are always on their own, or if they have moved to a new location and they don't know anybody, they're actually not going to get the rest that they need because they need to get out and they need to interact with their environment. This is how they rest. They feed off their environment. They have a, a buzzy, active, lively environment that helps them to re-energize. And if they don't get that, then they too feel very, very exhausted. So working out where we are on that spectrum, those are the two ends of the spectrum. But somewhere in the middle, we have the middling people who are called ambiverts. And these people sometimes like to go out and have a good time and be in a crowd of people. And they sometimes like to be on their own or in a very small group of people. Or they prefer small groups of people, kind of a special circle of friends and family. And that's how they relax when they're in that kind of company. So identifying where we are on the spectrum is quite important and you probably know anyway but what you might not know is that you need to grab that kind of environment that gives you that ability to re-energize, reset and have a rest and to make it a priority and to understand that it's a necessity because if you don't get it you will get exhausted. Now, let's just have a little bit of a chat about introverts and extroverts a little bit more and the pluses, the minuses, and then we'll talk about the far extremes of this spectrum. So introverts are really good at listening to others because they don't feel that they need to be constantly talking. They are very good at listening. They often know themselves really, really well. Because they spend time on their own, they naturally spend quite a bit of time inside their own head and they're able to think quite deeply about situations. And we can see that that could be good or bad, you know, if you're starting to dwell on a situation. But in, they're very good at introspection. They're also very sensitive to their environment. So sensitive to noise, bright lights, lots of colour and things happening and people and talking. They're very sensitive to that. And although they can go into that environment, so if you think about a busy pub or a busy restaurant, they can go into that environment, but they wouldn't want to be going into it all day, every day. But because they're sensitive, they often read people and read situations very, very quickly and very, very well because they're not constantly talking and laughing and joking. They've got that ability to go inside and draw on 
whatever past experiences that they've got. Introverts are more likely to become drained by certain people. So if they know a person who does non-stop chatting, you can't get a word in edgeways, or somebody who is figuratively poking them, you know, very, very insistent person, you must do this, you must do that, you must get it done. Those types of people really do take their toll on an introvert. So introverts really need to go into a dark room and sit on their own for a while after they've been with somebody like that. They have an absolute need to gather their energies back. Introverts are really good at being independent because they spend so much time on their own by choice or they would do if they could do and actually that personality type is really good at living in the 21st century because they're able to block out the world and create their own little haven and they are able to get on with the stress of 21st century living. They can live at that pace, maybe a little bit better than an extrovert. And it's quite funny, when you look at people in the media who you would expect to be extroverts, like comedians and entertainers and singers and so on, actually they love their own company and they prefer it. And so a lot of the people that you think would be extroverts are actually quite introvert. So let's have a little think about the opposite, the extroverts. And we know that they love to be in a group of people. They love engaging with their environment. The livelier, the better. They also enjoy thrill-seeking. So when they go on holiday... They would look for something where, you know, there's an element of thrill, like going around roller coaster parks or mountaineering or going to an unusual part of the world where maybe there's a little bit of tension in the politics. So they really like expanding their comfort zones. They really like pushing any kind of limitation. They like smashing through blocks. They like to take the bull by the horns. For those kind of reasons, they often see themselves as leaders and would decide that they were good leaders, whether they were or not, because they're kind of striding out and they're always pushing people's buttons. They like a challenge and they expect people around them to like a challenge as well. The problem with extroverts, again, as always, pluses and minuses, the extroverts sometimes do push people's buttons a bit too much. They can be a bit heavy handed in terms of what they expect from people. They can also put themselves under huge amounts of pressure. And Although they are very, very outgoing and they love that kind of environment, they're not so understanding of people who do not love that environment and see it as their job, if you like, to get people who are the introverts up on the dance floor 
or they get them to come out when the introvert has been really, really looking forward to just curling up by a fireside on their own. So they they sometimes overlook those kind of signals in other people. They they just assume that you can only have a good time if you're going out with lots of other people. There's lots of noise, there's flashing lights, there's all those kind of things. But you know, it's good to have an extrovert around because they can be life and soul. They can inject some fun and they just have to make sure they don't exhaust themselves physically by constantly having to go out with other people and constantly having to be on the go. My last set of people are at the extremes and these are called omniverts. And it doesn't mean that you're an extreme introvert or you're an extreme extrovert. It means you're extreme in both. So let's think of some examples. You could be the absolute life and soul. You could be the life and soul. Let's say you go out to a competition and you're there. You're the person who's helping everybody, you're sorting people out, you're helping with the parking, you're having a laugh in the cafe, you're everywhere. Everyone knows you, everyone says hello to you, and you're absolutely kind of like the the rock star of the competition. You know, you're you're absolutely outgoing, you're talking to everybody and anybody, you're having a bit of a giggle. But my, oh my, when you get home, you need to go into a room, be completely on your own, not speak to a single person, not answer your phone, not answer any messages or texts. You really need to block out and shut out the world. An omnivert can also decide whether they're going to be an extrovert or introvert depending on the situation. So depending on who they're with and what's happening. So they can at times try to read the situation or read the person that they're talking to and become a different person, the person they think that they should be. So they can exhaust themselves by becoming the extrovert in the room again or they can exhaust themselves by becoming a recluse and not seeing anybody. And so omniverts need to know that they're doing this, first of all, that they're, I'm not saying they're pretending, but they're people-pleasing to change how they act in different situations. And this is why they're exhausted, because somewhere along that spectrum is where they prefer to be, they just feel this obligation to be other ways, depending on who they're with and the environment of the people. So if you suspect that you're an omnivert, you really need to, first of all, have that awareness and think about what causes you to move from being an introvert to an extrovert or an extrovert to an introvert. What is deciding that? Is it something at work? Is it something around the yard? Is it when you're with a certain group of people? 
what switches you. And notice yourself. Notice when you become outgoing. Notice when you become a hideaway type of person. And then when you know what your triggers are, have a little think about what would be the best way to react, what would be the most natural, the most comfortable and the least exhausting way for you to actually react. Can you make yourself into more of an ambivert? Can you make sure that you don't spend a lot of time in extrovert mode where you're burning the candle at both ends and then having to crash into extreme introvert and hide yourself away. Can you find that middle ground? Can you think of it as a way of helping your mental health because you're not getting the rest that you actually need and everybody needs good rest not just sleep, but rest as well. Sometimes we need rest from the social aspect of the 21st century. Sometimes we need rest from work. We need rest from thinking. We need physical rest. We need emotional rest. And an omnivore just won't be able to get that. An omnivore may have helped everyone around the yard all weekend. They might have been at the yard from 8am to 8pm. They've been doing things, helping people, giving lessons, chivying people on, buoying people. They've been around just kind of helping out and doing stuff and, you know, and they've been the life and soul. And then on Monday, when it's time to go back to work, because they've given so much of themselves throughout the weekend, absolutely exhausted. They've had no time to themselves. So it's really good to have that awareness, spot your triggers and work out how much time you need to rest and when. You can't keep going in extrovert mode for long periods of time. And then people around you must wonder why you then crash and you don't appear at the yard for days and days or you appear when everyone else has gone home. So just have a little think about bringing a little bit more kind of shade of grey into life rather than the extremes. And for all of us, whether we think we're an introvert, an extrovert, it's really good to have that awareness, to know how you get your rest, how you re-energize and to grab those activities or inactivities with both hands so that your mental health and your mindset stay nice and fresh and healthy. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Take care and I'll see you again very soon.